Welcome to Clover's Virtual Dance Studio Podcast, the show where we talk about everything and anything dance. And now, here's your host, Deanna Clover. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day. I brought with me a special guest. Uh, her name is Cheryl Lintala, and she is going to share her story with us. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. So tell us about your background, uh, when, maybe when you started dancing or when you started teaching. Um, basically, I started dance when I was eight years old. My mother enrolled me and my younger sister together in class. I danced at a very decent studio. Back then, they didn't have much in way of competition, so it wasn't like a competing studio, but um, I believe my teachers were very qualified. I really, to this day, don't know their backgrounds, but one of my um, teacher's daughters danced um, in New York with the Martha Graham Ballet for years and years and years, so um, it was a pretty decent school, like I said, that not much in the competition area. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I quit dance because I was in plays and it was too, it, I missed too many classes. So it just wasn't worth it for me at the time. And then as I got older, I did a little bit of dance, a um, few things choreographed, whatever. But then it was after I had my two daughters and I enrolled my oldest daughter in dance. I just started like really liking it and missing it. And she'd have a recital and I would sit there doing all the steps because I, I knew all their routines and everything. And I got um, involved with her dance teacher and um, she had me come along with her and assist her in some classes. And that's basically how I got started teaching. Then she got me involved with dance masters and I went to some of those seminars and she gave me classes after classes after classes, and I just like it. It it hit off really well. Um, I mostly taught the younger kids, and then 22 years ago, I moved to Massachusetts, and I worked for two studios here. And I just recently retired from one of the studios that I've been had been with for 21 years, and um, I teach tap, ballet, jazz, acro. And mostly the little kids. I did teach some older children, but I prefer the younger ones. Um, my favorite age level to teach is the five, six-year-olds. They seem to be just like willing to do anything. And they're just like so focused and um, they're just a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of work, little kids, especially if you have big classes or unruly children. But I always had... Um, an assistant with me to help me with the kids, especially because 90% of the class with the little ones is taking them to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. I definitely feel like I had a special um, age group that I just felt comfortable with. You could jump in a class anywhere and that age group. Yeah. I just, I totally agree. I'm, I would say I kind of teach that age group as well up to like eight. That's like where I really feel comfortable. Um, so you taught at like a few different studios. That's, what was your longest um, time you're at one studio? 21 years. 21 years. I taught two studios at the same time. The other one, I was there 18 years. Wow. So for recital, did you come up? You must have been coming up with a lot of routines. Um, in my average routine in, a, in one recital was usually like 23, 24 numbers. I also had taught a mentally challenged 
girl. Well, actually, I've had several, but I've had one that stayed with us for like 15 years. And so I always had to find a way to incorporate her into some of my routines because most of the time she could not like perform by herself and do a whole routine by herself. And so that always seemed to work out. And everybody just loved having her in the show. And she kind of had to retire because she was getting up there in age. But it was it was fun. So for when you retired, were you like just feeling like you're done or was it physical? Was it mental? Was it like everything? You're just like, I'm done for now. And do you think Um, you're going to come out of retirement? (laughs) um, A little bit of both. Um, One reason I retired is because I have my 91 year old mother living with me and I felt I didn't want to leave her alone at nights, even though I do have a husband, but it's just, she's she needs help. And that was one of the reasons, but, uh, physically I probably could go on, but as I got older, I realized I can't do things like I used to do. And, um, uh, like I teach acro and I can't really demonstrate anymore. I mean, I used to be able to demonstrate certain things and that kind of got hard to, to teach, you know, as I got older and, um, just personal issues with the studio made me just decide that after my, well, we skipped a recital because of COVID. And then after that, then I had like my 20 year, I got a big trophy and everything for being there for 20 years. And then that's kind of just made me decide that I think it's, it was the right time. The first year that I didn't teach, I missed it terribly. And I went to the recital and I got some closure with the students. And after that, I feel feel pretty good I do miss choreography I'm always like I hear a song and I'll buy it and I'm like why am I buying this song I'm never going (laughs) to use it but I I like think of choreography I do miss choreography sometimes I wish they would just call me in and say hey do you want to do some a few you know numbers but that hasn't happened yet (laughs) yeah that'd be great you know you're never too old to choreograph and it's funny because uh when I'm home alone we're in the car alone and I'm like, Ooh, I could play any song I want, but I like listening to the songs that I use to teach my kids or, you know, my kids like to listen to. So anyway, <laughs> well, my, my two studios that I worked at were not close to my home. So I was in the car for at least half an hour and I would listen to the more pop a station. I would never listen to right now, but I would try to keep up with, the music, uh, especially for the older kids. And I think that's really important is the music you use in your class. If it's boring music, then they're going to be bored. And if it's music they like, then they like, especially like when you're doing warm ups and things across the floor, they seem to like the more popular songs. So I would try to like keep up with what they liked, or I would even ask them like, you know, what do you want me to download? Or, you know, what what kind of music do you like? Cause I did teach um, kids ages nine to 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what advice do you have for younger teachers and what advice do you have maybe for older teachers who are maybe, I don't know, feel like they're, they're tired, they're sore. I know I, I am very sore sometimes and I'm like, how am I going to teach this class? Um, but what advice do you have for teachers out there? Um, I think it's important to have an assistant in your class because of that reason, unless you have like a small class and you really like for the older kids, you don't really need an assistant, but for the little ones, cause you never know if you're having a bad day, I have some back issues and, um, I've never missed a dance class except for one time in the 22 years I was at the studio. I never missed a dance class, um, or called in sick. Um, 
so I go to work, whether I'm injured or not. And like, you know, like, especially gymnastics, you're carrying those mats around and like, I have to haul them in the room and out of the room and that's backbreaking. Um, so I think as an older teacher, it's important to have an assistant because for th- reasons like that, I have had several surgeries. I have really bad feet. Um, so I've had several surgeries in one year I had surgery and I couldn't wear a shoe for a long time. And I taught the whole entire year, uh, with no shoes in the beginning, I had to wear one of those boots, but then after that, I just, my feet were, couldn't fit into shoes and I taught the whole year and I was successful. And, um, a few years back, 17 days before we started our season, I broke my leg and, uh, it was my right leg, which meant I really couldn't drive for a while. And luckily I have great teenagers that grew up with me when they were little and they know how I teach. And they're like, one of them, I call my mini me. She was just like, just take over my class. So I went in there, my husband built me a portable ballet bar, which I used as a walker. (laughs) So like the first few weeks I had the girls, I told them what to do to teach. And I just sat there and guided them. But then after that, I'm like, I can do this. And so I just had this portable ballet bar that I, I used it for tap. I used it for everything to help keep my balance. And it was lightweight. So I would just slide it across the floor and the kids would just laugh. Um, another funny thing is one year when I had a cast on my foot, especially the little ones, they like to copy everything you do. And I'm like, okay, Miss Cheryl can't point her toe. So when you see my foot, like, you know, you got to point your toe. And I can tell you that 90% of the children, like in ballet, when we did a tondu, all had a flexed foot. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> that is and, and the little kids, um, for teachers, little kids like repetition. So a lot of times if you use the same, like use different music, but just keep doing the same things, um, that helps, um, always keep them busy and don't just, um, focus on teaching a three-year-old the definition of a tondu and a plie over and over and over. Cause that's boring. They get bored. And as soon as you start seeing your kids get bored, if, if you start losing it, you got to just like, like I'll be in the middle of like, I'll, I'll give like the three, four-year-olds or even the five, six-year-olds like maybe 10 minutes of ballet and then I start losing them then right away. I just, even if I had something else planned for the day, it's, you have to be like Mary Poppins and have something to pull out of your bag. Every, every time you see you're losing your class, you want to keep your class focused. So it's like pull out one of those fun songs. They like to act like the animals it's creative movement. So you just like always have to have something in the back of your head in case like this isn't working. I'd look at it, my assistants and I'm like, uh, we're getting nowhere. So I'm like, go get these or go get those or parachute or whatever. Um, just keep them wanting to come back every week. Cause that's your job is to keep them focused and not wanting to be lose interest. And I had a pretty good record. I, when I lost kids, it really wasn't because they weren't interested. I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, to me, dance, should be fun, number one, especially when they're so young. Um, I mean, it should be fun no matter what. But yes, the the older you get, the harder it's going to be. But if you want to be a professional, you know, you got to put in the time. But it should always be fun. Um, right. Well, even like the older ones, when they're fooling around and then I get mad and I would yell at them. I'm like, hey, you know, like we're here to have fun, but you're also here to learn. Like, what are your parents going to, what are you going to go home and tell your parents what you did all day, talked and fooled around? <laughs> Listen to me yell at them. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I was, would always try to focus like, okay, you know, you need to be serious now. And then later we could do something fun, but I need you to focus on your routine or whatever, you know, when it got to that point. 
especially the older kids because they like to get carried away. But I, I, I had a, I had a good rapport with the kids. I was like the mother figure, I guess, to everybody. I was there so long. I even had the last year I was there. One of my students was the daughter of somebody I had when I first started there. So that made me feel very old <laughs> when the next, when the next generation's coming in and, and student teachers are teachers now and they're having children. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I've been here a long time. <laughs> Circle of life. <laughs> and my, my studio was very family oriented. We were, we were like a family, all the, there never really was a lot of drama. Um, I worked at another studio in Ohio and there was always drama, somebody heightened shoes and, you know, being mean to other kids. And at this studio, like when it comes to recital time, like even if they don't know each other, I see kids holding little ones, the older kids holding the little ones, and just everybody's just very family like very close. It was, it was hard to retire for that reason. Yeah. Cause I missed, I missed a lot of the moms and dads cause they, they were like my family. Exactly. I mean, I love Facebook cause you can kind of keep in touch with them. Um, right. a lot of my students are now in college or getting married and yeah, it, it, it is weird. You're like, you were this little, I know, anyway. but yeah, no, that's, you're very fortunate to have, well, I, I know I was fortunate to have studios that I worked at where, I never, we never really had drama that I noticed. So I can't imagine like any studio being like dance moms. Right. Atmosphere. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there very long. <laughs> any, any last words for us? Um, I don't know. Just, just enjoy it while you're, while you're can still do it. Um, you know, I keep telling them, Hey, if you need a sub, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here, but um, just uh, stay young. It just helps. I don't know. I'm luck. Luckily I, my, I had my health other than I had my issues with my feet and my back, but I was still very healthy and thankful that up until the last year I was there, I still sat on the floor and did my straddles and stretched. And I still, I don't know if I can do it now, but I, just, I, you know, I did everything with them. I was not a teacher who had just sat and told them what to do. And, and then they look at you like, well, what are you talking about? Like you have to dumb, you have to actually dance with them. I don't believe in sitting down other than like when I broke my leg, but I had somebody to demonstrate for me. I totally agree. It's but, yeah. To keep moving. And and I feel like that helps us too, you know, as we get older, if the more we move, the better. So I try to do as much as I can, but some things, I don't know, I'm dealing with the pulled muscle right now. And I'm like, how did I do that? I think I did it by a coffee grinder. <laughs> right. And then, then you sit there on the floor and you're stretching and you're in all this pain. And then you'll have a little six or seven year old go, Oh, this hurts. That hurts. And I'm in my mind thinking, honey, if you only do what <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story. Um, well, so you guys, this is Cheryl and Tala. Thank you again for joining. Uh, no matter how old you are, you are never too old to do anything. Stick with your passion. That's it for now. Till next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Clover's Virtual Dance Studio Podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and be sure to join us on social media, including YouTube, TikTok, and more. Thanks again and keep on dancing.